Welcome to the Mach 1 Market Moment Podcast with the team at Mach 1 Financial Group. The Mach 1 Market Moment Podcast starts now. Well, you are listening to the Mach 1 Market Moment with David Lee, Matt Walters, and Kyle Alexander, the team at Mach 1 Financial Group. I'm Mark Kaywood, joined today on the show by David Lee. They're all retirement income planning specialists serving you, as I said, Mach 1 Financial Group in Northwest Arkansas. You can find them online at mach-1financial.com. That's mock-the-number-one-financial.com. Don't type out one, the number one, mock-one-financial.com. Or you can call 479-876-2100. That's 479-876-2100. David, hello. A pleasure to be with you as always. Nice to be with you again today, Mark. Yes, always good. Today we're going to get into some gray areas. I hope you, I hope you aren't a black and white type of guy because, really, in financial, <laughs> well, on some things. I guess. <laughs> yes, yes, some things. There's a clear right way to do things and a wrong way, but in the financial realm, often things aren't that black and white. There's a lot of gray, and it's actually kind of funny we're on this topic. So my wife is very much a black and white thinker. There's you do things this way or you do things that way, and that's all there is to it. I thrive in the gray area. And so the two of us are often like kind of coming together and seeing what that looks like. So I think you'll find your finances are the same thing. There's a right way to do things. There's a wrong way to do things. But there's also some room for debate, right? So let's get into some of those issues. Number one here, paying off your house. Should you do it early or not? So especially for folks going into retirement, maybe their house isn't quite paid off yet. Go ahead and take care of that or let it linger. Yeah. Well, one reason why this is a gray area is because, number one, there are tax benefits to having a mortgage. Also, as most folks probably know, mortgages are front loaded with interest, right? Towards the later part of the mortgage, you're practically paying all principal back and very little interest. During the first several years of the mortgage is when you're paying virtually all of the interest. So depending on whether you're early in that a mortgage where you're paying heavy interest or late in that mortgage where you're paying hardly any interest is one factor that can kind of influence that decision of whether it makes sense or not. So obviously if you have sufficient cash to be able to pay that debt down during those heavy interest years, it's going to benefit you more than if you waited till you're in the last few years of the mortgage where you're already pretty much paying all principal. You're not really saving yourself hardly any interest cost at that point. So that's one factor. Now, going to something that is more black and white, credit card debt, car debt. Those are things that I say, pay those things off as soon as possible, as quickly as possible, move heaven and earth to get those things paid off quickly, especially in the case of of a vehicle, for example. It's a depreciating asset. You get no tax benefits from having a car loan. And, you know, you can easily end up upside down in a vehicle where you owe more than what it's worth or what you could sell it for. So things like vehicle debt, credit card debt, those are things you want to unload that debt as fast as humanly possible. Mortgage debt, though, that does fall into more of that gray area. So it kind of depends on how far away from retirement you are. It depends on how much interest payments you're paying on that and so forth. Because it is such a gray area, it is very much situationally dependent. For example, let's say that you're going to have a lot of pension income in retirement. And so you're going to have a lot of retirement income and therefore you're going to have a pretty good tax bite taken out of your income for the rest of your life, but you're going to have sufficient income to easily cash flow that mortgage. That could be a situation where you'd say, "Eh, maybe I want to keep the mortgage because I can easily afford it and I need a little bit of the tax help. But 
it's definitely situationally dependent. So come see us and we can, we can give you our advice on what we would think is the best approach for you, given your unique set of circumstances. All right, David, talk for a moment with me now about Roth conversions and whether they're good or not to take advantage of. Yeah, Roth conversions, again, the reason why it's a gray area is because it may or may not make sense because the idea of a Roth convert, if we knew for sure what your future tax rate was going to be, not only your bracket, but your effective rate, if we knew for sure what your effective future tax rate was going to be, and if we knew for sure that that future rate was going to be higher than it is right now, then it makes sense to do a Roth conversion. When you when you convert money from an IRA to a Roth, that's a taxable event, right? So if you have, say, $10,000 in an IRA and you convert it to a Roth, that $10,000 that you're taking out of the IRA is added to your taxable income for the year in which you make that move. And so that's a taxable event. So let's say that you're in a a tax rate where that would, that type of a move would cost you 20% tax. So you take 10,000 out, you pay 20% to the IRS. So your net amount is 8,000. Now you've got that $8,000 converted to a Roth IRA that grows tax-free from that point on forever. You can take it all out tax-free down the road, but ultimately it costs you 20% tax to get it moved into that Roth. Whereas fast forward down the road, now you're retired if let's say that $10,000 was still in the IRA and let's say now taxes have gone up to 30 or 40%, now it cost you 30 to 40% tax to withdraw what was $10,000. Whereas years ago, had you converted it at a 20% tax rate, you're better off, right? You paid taxes at a 20% rate versus at a 40% rate. So if we knew for sure that taxes were going to be higher in your future than they are right now, then it makes sense to do a Roth conversion. But obviously, we don't know that. We don't know what the future looks like. The idea of IRAs, 401ks, and tax-qualified plans is that you put money into those during your high-income years when you're at a relatively high tax bracket with the idea that by the time you retire down the road, you're going to be in a lower tax bracket because you're going to have lower income. But it's not quite that simple. Again, it's a gray area because what if you don't have a, a mortgage and so you don't have any mortgage deduction, mortgage interest deduction, you don't have any children that you can write off anymore, you don't have a 401k contributions that you can write off anymore. So you lose a lot of these big deductions that you were used to during your high income years. So now you're retired and all you've got is money coming out of your IRAs and money coming to you in the form of social security and perhaps pension checks. So You've got all this income coming in with very little ability to deduct it away other than just using your standard deduction. So you could counterintuitively end up in a higher tax bracket in retirement than you were used to even during your working years, which is exactly the opposite of what most people were taught. Again, most people are taught, put the money into the 401k while you're working. Down the road, when you're retired, you'll be in a lower bracket. You'll get to take it out at a more tax-efficient bracket. But again, we don't know that for sure because we don't know what Congress is going to do relative to the tax code years down the road when you're retired. So again, very much of a gray area. I could go on and on about this topic, but obviously we're time limited in this format. So I'll just say it is very situationally dependent. It's a complicated calculation, but we we can give you our advice on what we think you should do given an uncertain future, not knowing exactly how the tax code is going to change in the future, but we can at least give you what the advice would be 
making certain assumptions about how the tax code may or may not change in the future. So give us a call and we can help walk you through that. All right, David, let's tackle a popular issue here that a lot of folks debate about and a lot of folks are unsure of themselves what they should do. Social Security. Quite frankly, when should you start it? Earlier or later? Yeah. And here again, we're talking about gray areas. So there's not a defined answer. A lot of people do this break-even analysis. Many of you may know what I'm talking about where you look and you say, well, if I take it at 62 versus if I wait till 70, I'm going to have to live to be, say, 80 years old before I collect the same amount of money from the Social Security benefit because of all those years that I was waiting to turn on Social Security. It's called a break-even analysis. It, You could certainly use a break-even to kind of help guide your decision-making, but ultimately, whether to start it early or start it late is a function of many factors. It's number one, it's dependent upon your health. Obviously, if we knew the future, kind of like we were talking about on Roth conversions, if we knew how long you were going to live, we would know whether you should turn it on as early as possible at age 62 or as late as possible at age 70. So for example, if we knew you were going to die relatively young, we would turn it on as soon as you're eligible to take it at age 62. If we knew you were going to live to be over the age of, say, 80 or so, we would wait till you're 70 to take it. But even if we knew that, it's still not that cut and dry because it depends on how much income you need. For example, let's say that for health reasons, you retire, you have to retire at a certain age because you just physically can't do the job anymore. Well, if you physically can't work and yet you need income to live, right, we all have to eat and so forth. Social Security is going to be an important part of your overall retirement income picture. So you may be forced to take it earlier than you want to just because you need the income and you need to retire. So there are also tax uh, reasons for taking it, um, delaying later. If you can do without it, I will say this, if you can do without the income from social security as a rule of thumb it is to your benefit to wait again, assuming that you're going to live a long life. If we assume you're going to live a long life and we assume that you can do without the income, you know, you can get by during the interim between when you're eligible for Social Security to the time where you eventually take it. If you can make it work without it, you're better off as a rule of thumb delaying it because Social Security is a tax preferred source of income, even at the highest income levels. Only 85% of the Social Security benefit is subject to tax. So the longer you put off Social Security, not only are you getting a higher monthly income, but more and more of your total retirement income picture is from Social Security, which is not fully taxable. So it makes your overall retirement more tax efficient. So those are just a few of the high points to be aware of relative to Social Security. But as we've been discussing in this section, it is definitely a gray area. There's not an exact science or an exact way to answer that question. It's dependent upon a lot of factors surrounding health and other things. So again, call us and we can help define that answer for you, what that may look like for you. If you'd like to reach out to the Mach 1 Financial Group team, all you have to do is pick up the phone, dial 479-876-2100. That's 479-876-2100. As David said, it's really best to come in on so many of those issues and just have a conversation and give the team a better understanding of your unique situation. You can get a complimentary review. All you have to do is call 479-876-2100. That's 479-876-2100. David, as always, thanks for joining me on the program. Yeah, great joining you as well today, Mark. Thanks for the time. We'll do it again next time on another edition of the Mach 1 Market Moment. 
Advisory services through Capel Advisory Solutions, LLC, DBA Fusion Capital Management. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the potential loss of principal. Please see full disclosures at www.mock-1financial.com.